So today, Helen and Emily will be talking about all the poorly named things from throughout history. We'll be going over battles as well as landmarks. We'll be talking about the history of each one and making a case for why the name should be changed from what it currently is. To start off, we'll be talking about Waterloo, which is not the ABBA song, and then Bunker Hill, which was fought on a different hill. Blitzkrieg, which was nicknamed Sitzkrieg, because no one did anything during the battle. Hoover Dam, which was named after an otherwise forgettable president. The Battle of Midway, which doesn't live up to its name at all and is super boring. The Battle of the Bulge, which sounds like it was named for middle schoolers and is such a bad name. And then D-Day, which takes a cake because guess what the D stands for? Day. It literally means day-day. Okay, coming in with our first spot, we have the Battle of Waterloo. And this is quite a famous battle. I'm sure if you go into any history classroom, including um, just down the hall to Mr. Halloran's room. This name has come up sooner or later throughout any history course. Um, and unfortunately, I'm not talking about the ABBA song. Um, so I'm sorry to disappoint any ABBA fans out there. Um, and if you haven't heard it, I do recommend giving it a listen because their, their music is quite catchy. So... Anyway, back to the actual topic. Um, the reason Waterloo was poorly named was because, for starters, the battle didn't actually take place in Waterloo. The, this battle actually took place uh, three miles away in two small villages. So they never actually were in actual Waterloo. So I really don't understand why somebody just decided to name the battle after um, a, after a place that it wasn't fought in. Um, and another reason why this, this uh, battle was poorly named was because it did not account for how gross the battle actually was. And to be fair, I don't believe that any battle is fun or happy or whatever you want to call it. So I will give them that. Um, however, during my research, I did find that this battle definitely had some strange, gross um, facts that the name definitely glossed over. Uh, for starters, in this article that I read from the History Channel, they talked about an author who wrote a book about this battle, and he said that he suggested that Napoleon had hemorrhoids and that he couldn't ride his horse on that day of the battle. But then, later, an expert from the New York Times, and apparently there are experts about this specific battle alone. So he, this guy said that that wasn't true, and that the author, what the author wrote was not true. And honestly, who knows if it's true or not. If it was, I wouldn't really be surprised. 
But I think the honest, real question is, do you want to find out if it's true or not? Me, personally, I think I will leave it to those two to decide. Um, another uh, gross and unpleasant fact about this battle was that um, people would take teeth from the dead soldiers because during that time period, there was actually a very high demand for teeth. So these scavengers, after they would pluck out the teeth of the dead soldiers on the field and collect them and then make the dentures. When they got to the dentist's office, the dentists were very transparent on where they got these teeth. They did not try to hide, you know, the fact that these were dead people's teeth at all, and they actually happened to advertise them as Waterloo teeth. So that was another fact that I thought was quite, I don't want to use the word interesting, but it was quite um, unpleasant to read, uh, and it's something that the name definitely glossed over. So the overall point in summing it up is that this battle was poorly named, number one, because it was both in, it was inaccurate about where the location of the, the actual battle took place, and number two, uh, with that name, the, the unpleasantness of it was definitely downplayed. So our second misunderstood battle is the Battle of Bunker Hill. It is considered the Revolutionary War's most famous and least understood battle. The battle was fought actually on Reed's Hill, which is of course right next to Bunker Hill, and whoever named this just didn't check which one was which or something. I mean, who even knows? And so if you were to visit Breed's Hill today, you would see a plaque with the famous words, don't fire till you see the whites of their eyes. But if you talk to anyone who actually works at the uh, park that's right there, that wasn't said at the Battle of Bunker Hill. I was at a different battle during the Revolutionary War. So just nothing about this battle is accurate. It is also a huge American loss, and there's this giant, patriotic-looking obelisk in the middle of the park that really makes it seem like we won the Battle of Bunker Hill when we didn't. We lost the battle that was on Breed's Hill, but it was called Bunker Hill. So uh, as I was doing research for this, the Smithsonian goes really in-depth about how Boston looked different back then. It was kind of like an island with hills and waters and everything around it that made it very inaccessible. But it wasn't the seat of liberty that we think of when we think of Boston during the Revolutionary War. Apparently, one in five families owned slaves but the city's inhabitants were still very divided over the idea of liberty and what it meant to be free, and whether that was being free of Britain, not owning slaves, or having our own government. And so it was very important to the revolution to keep Boston and not lose it, because it did have a huge harbor. And of course, we all know about the Boston Tea Party, but clearly this was a very important place where a lot of stuff happened, but then you have a battle that's fought right outside of it on Breed's Hill, and we named it the wrong thing. 
And then you put a plaque there that says words that weren't even said on the hill. And then you put an obelisk right where we lost a pretty major battle. So it just kind of feels like um, the Battle of Waterloo, where the battle's just kind of not living up to its name, and it's really just kind of stupid why it was named what it was named. But I think it should be called the Battle of Breed's Hill, and not the Battle of Bunker Hill. So, yeah. <laughs> super they did not live up to their name at all um and in fact this this battle was nicknamed the sitzkrieg and it was also known as the phony war and i remember learning about it in history class with miss donner my sophomore year um and this happened because no one in the west or in the western allies did not want to take action in the war and some thought the war could still be avoided at that point um and a lot of people didn't want to believe that the war had come to their area and i don't blame them because honestly i wouldn't want to be in that situation either and nobody likes going through war and war is not fun so um, so basically this was an eight month period of nothing and it's just poorly named because it has the word blitz in it. And when I think of the word blitz, I think of crazy action, adventure, damage on both sides, a huge frenzy, all that stuff. But ironically the exact opposite ended up happening with this battle and I looked it up and the word blitz actually means a sudden energetic concerted effort typically on a specific task and nothing during this battle happens like the word blitz translates uh they didn't really have like a specific task everybody kind of was just moving around a lot of people didn't even want to think about the war so in my opinion uh, they could have just left the nickname i'm not really sure why they put the word blitz in there uh, in the first place because that's definitely not really what happened they didn't really do any blitzing um but i will say that uh, throughout my research, I found that this uh, eight-month period of just sitting uh, was actually somewhat beneficial to the Germans because uh, during my research, I, I found that I found an interview quote, and it was during the Nuremberg trials, and it was a general from the German army, and he said that 
he admitted that if the Germans were attacked during that eight-month period, he said that they would have only been able to hold out for about two weeks because they didn't have enough supplies and food and everything to go around. So that could have been a really big advantage point uh, for the Allies, but I guess not. Uh, but that's okay. Nobody can predict the future. Um, but to sum it up, this was poorly named because the events of the actual battle were very underwhelming compared to the name. And honestly, I think that they could have just kept the nickname and just stuck with the name Sitzkrieg. historical landmark that we will be talking about is Hoover Dam. Hoover Dam was built by President Hoover in an attempt to get the United States out of the Great Depression. Sometimes Hoover Dam is called Boulder Dam after the Boulder Canyon project that it was a part of. The dam was constructed out of interlocking concrete blocks that are five feet high. Since the dam is angled and therefore not a rectangle, the blocks range from 25 feet by 25 feet to 25 feet by 60 feet. Building the dam was a feat of engineering. To be able to build Hoover Dam, the water of the Colorado River had to be diverted through tunnels to be able to keep it away from the construction site. The tunneling began in Nevada in 1931, shortly followed by tunneling in Arizona. When all of the tunnels along the river were completed in 1932, rocks were dumped into it to redirect the Colorado River into the tunnels and keep it away from the dam's construction site. In 1934, the tunnels were blocked by 405 foot thick construction plugs. The river was rerouted through the dam. Workers went through this process slowly and methodically mostly in the winter when the river is low so as not to break the dam. During the construction of the dam, the workers and their families lived mostly in a nearby town called Boulder City, which was also a part of the Boulder Canyon Project. It was constructed solely for the purpose of creating jobs and housing for the workers. There are over 21,000 workers from almost every state and just over 100 workers from other countries who helped in the Boulder Canyon project and building Hoover Dam. The lowest wage for these workers was 50 cents an hour. And assuming that someone works eight hours a day for a year, that person will have made $1,460. The average wage for workers was 62 cents per hour. And when a worker works eight hours a day for a year, that worker is able to make $1,825. Well, the highest wage was $1.25, which when a worker works for eight hours a day for a year, that worker is able to make $3,650 in a year. When compared to other wages from this time, the workers at Boulder Canyon Project weren't just making a livable wage, they were making a good wage.
No matter how good this job may seem on paper, it was dangerous. By some records, 112 people died while on the Boulder Canyon project. But by other records, only 96 people died while working on the project. Either way, that's a lot of people to die during a construction project, even an extraordinary feat of engineering like this one. The name of Hoover Dam should honor all of the people who worked on the Boulder Canyon project, along with everyone who gave their lives to the Boulder Canyon project, and the people who died because of the Great Depression. The name Hoover Dam doesn't honor any of these people and doesn't acknowledge the history of the area beyond the president who funded the project. And on top of that, the dam is a feat of engineering that is honored with a horrible name of a truly forgettable president. Okay, in spot number five, we have the Battle of Midway. Um, this one definitely should have had a cooler name because it was a super historic battle. This was another one that I learned about in Mrs. Donner's class in sophomore year. Um, and I think it's kind of funny that they just called it the Battle Midway because you could use Midway any time of the day. Like, it's it's quite a, uni- it's a simple kind of underwhelming word. You know, you could say to someone, oh yeah, we could drive to that place and I'll meet you midway. See, it's not very, not very exciting. And interestingly enough, in this one, the tables have definitely turned. Um, instead of, this one was actually the opposite of all the ones that we've been doing uh, so far. Um, instead, what's happening is the name doesn't live up to the battle rather than the battle not living up to the name. So that's interesting. Um, but yeah, this definitely could have had a better, more exciting, heroic name because it was one of the most important battles of World War II because it tipped the odds in America's favor. Um, and it was awesome. Uh, the Americans broke the naval code of, that the Japanese were using, so they used that um, to... They use that to create surprise attacks on their enemies. Um, so that was interesting. And you're probably thinking, do I have any better names? I mean, honestly, no, I don't. Or, I don't know, I, why not just call it simply the Tide Turner or something like that? I mean, I think that would suffice. I think it's a little better than Midway, but uh, that is just my opinion, so I'm not really sure. Uh, who knows? Maybe I'll sign a petition or something. I don't know. Um, and some reason in my notes, it says to, it says to start talking about John Green. Oh, because when Emily and I planned to do this history thing, she, we started talking about John Green, and I said how I didn't like his videos and she asked me why and I said because he talks so fast I mean whenever I had to watch it in history class I just did not like it because he just kept talking so 
so fast I couldn't keep up with anything. And uh, he's he's like the Eminem of history lessons. I mean, it's like him saying rap god, singing rap god or whatever with like his history lessons. I can't keep up. Um, so anyway, to sum it up, the reason why this battle was poorly named was because it did not, the name didn't do it justice. I feel that it should have had a more heroic, big, historic name rather than a humble midway, but I suppose, I mean, like our parents and teachers said, it's it's a virtue to stay humble, so uh, I suppose you can have it either way, and I guess I won't complain any further. <laughs> Next, we will be talking about the poorly named Battle of the Bulge. According to Winston Churchill, it is the greatest American battle of the Second World War. The Battle of the Bulge started on December 16, 1944, when Germany launched their last major offensive against the Allies. The battle lasted six weeks in the bitter cold until January 25, 1945. It is commonly called the Battle of the Bulge because as the German offensive pushed back against the Allied forces, the Germans created a bulge in the Allied lines. The Germans had some major advantages over the Allies, including Germans had more men than the Allies and the Americans. The Germans attacked at a weak part in the American line. There was rough terrain around and a large forest, and so no one thought that the Germans would try to get over all of that through the attack, so they left the line a little bit weaker. And finally, on December, the, on the morning of December the 16th, there happened to be a fog and other poor winter weather conditions that helped the Germans in their attack by preventing the Allied air cover. The Germans were able to push the American forces into a retreat using some of the more interesting techniques from the war. The Germans dressed English-speaking German officers up as American or Allied officers to infiltrate Allied lines and cause mass chaos. They also made the Americans suspicious of each other. The battle began on December 16th when the German troops assaulted in a 90-minute artillery barrage. The Americans assumed that it was just a localized counterattack from a recent attack in, the area, in an area just north of there. On December the 17th, there was a massacre where German SS troopers killed at least 84 American POWs. On December 23rd, weather conditions started to improve and the Allied air forces were able to attack the German offensive. On January 1st, the, American, the Germans tried to keep the offensive going and launched two new attacks with the help of their air force. By January 15th, the German forces were fighting on three sides and running low on supplies. On the 25th, the fighting was finally over. 
The Battle of the Bulge raged for almost six weeks and there were mass casualties on both sides. It was the costliest battle ever fought by the United States Army. The Allies suffered over 100,000 casualties, including 8,400 killed, 46,000 wounded, 21,000 missing. The Allies estimate German casualties to range from 81,000 to 103,000, but some authors have estimated the count to be as high as 125,000 men. The former serene and wooded area got hacked into during the six weeks of fighting. Due to the massive loss of life at the Battle of the Bulge, it shouldn't have a name that can be turned into a 69 joke. It should have a better and more serious name that honors all of the men who died there and everywhere else during World War II, including all of the people killed during the Holocaust. And last but not least, uh, in spot number seven, we have D-Day probably one of the most famous battles throughout history and throughout World War II. And as far as poorly named things in history go, I'm pretty sure this one takes the cake based on our list. Uh, because number one, it just sounds like somebody is just trying to sound cool. Like, oh yeah, D-Day, okay. And it also reminds me of the kid in the group project that just didn't do any of the work whatsoever and just relied on his friends to do it but he still wants an a so his last like his last ditch effort to contribute somehow is to just slap a random name on the front and that's kind of what this reminds me of a bit um this is one of the bloodiest battles in history and so many people died and then you just call it D-Day. And then on top of that, you know, I was thinking, okay, in my research, it might not be that bad. But I looked it up and through my research, I found that what does the D stand for? It just stands for day. Like, come on. It, so basically, it's day day. And it, it's called doomsday. And honestly, I, I think that would be better at, the, at this point, like, anything would be better than just Day-Day. And it's kind of like the other battle I was talking about. They should have just stuck with the nickname. I feel like they just, yeah, they, they would have been better off just sticking with the nickname. Uh, and this is, this reminds me of, well, like, the Battle of Midway. I mean, the name does not live up to its battle. So, and also throughout my research, I found that the code name for this was Operation Overlord. Like, are you kidding? That would have been way cooler than just D-Day. And, well, actually, Day-Day. Aiden-Day? I don't know. So, in conclusion, this was poorly named because it was a very bloody battle. Many people were killed. And it is... It has gone down as one of the most historic battles throughout history, and 
every history class you learn about it so if it's that universal then i don't think the name day day does the battle justice well that's all for me uh and i hope that you enjoyed tuning in i know this is a 30 minute podcast so that is uh, quite a long time to listen to somebody talk for one one subject but hopefully these little like facts weren't that boring maybe it was probably like a review for some of you or maybe some of you actually learned something i'm not sure and i'm not sure if anybody's even listening still at this point maybe you just skipped through but hopefully you found something interesting about this or worth your time but I, I believe uh, that is all for me, and I hope that, yes, I hope that you enjoyed, and also, yes, listen to ABBA if you haven't. I do recommend, it's quite, they have good music, so if you don't take anything else from this whole podcast, definitely go listen to their music. That's all for me. Goodbye. Today we talked about all the poorly named things throughout history and kind of compiled a list of our top seven. So we went over battles as well as landmarks and we talked about the history of everything and we just kind of made a case for you guys about why we think that they should be named something just different or just something better or why it should still be going by its old nickname or whatever the case is. So we talked about the Battle of Waterloo, Battle of Bunker Hill, Blitzkrieg, Hoover Dam, Battle of Midway, Battle of the Bulge, and D-Day. Now when you talk about the Battle of Waterloo, you talk about the ABBA song, so of course we're going to play it as our ending. So thank you guys so much for watching and have a nice day.